Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we are talking about Hans Christian Andersen, his fairy tales. So, what's your favorite fairy tale from Hans Christian Andersen? I, re- I really love the Snow Queen, um, but also the Little Mermaid. There are so many. Well, because it's like the original Little Mermaid. The original Little Mermaid is so sad. Spoiler. It but, is. But I love it. I love it because it's sad. Yeah. When I was reading it this time, I was like, oh no. Like, I've read it so many times, but it was, it was like years ago. And reading it again, I'm like, oh, I know what's coming. It's I don't. I almost <laughs> wanted to like turn away and be like, no, I don't. I don't want to. I already know what's happening. It's just so sad. Oh, but I, I love, but I, I love the ending short, though. But... It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, yeah, there was like an alternate that that was like the added on ending because it was so sad. Oh, okay. So they They're like, in the oh, update. by the way, she's a ghost now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that I don't. I can't remember if that was part of the original or uh, most definitely the one about. If you're a good kid, right? Then she's gonna help. come. To, she'll come to your yeah. window, and she does good deeds for three hundred years. And yeah, you know, and if you're good, you'll yeah. help take some time off of her, off of Sentence. her three hundred years. Or, but if you're bad, that adds time. Like, oh, right, right. <laughs> I think yeah, maybe that bad. was the part that was added. But yeah, right. Anyway, yeah, the threats were added. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I make this. Yeah, they, oh, there was a lot of like. Pain. Well, yeah, directing to kids <laughs> at that, that time period. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I know. So, yes, lots of dark fairy tales and threats coming your way. Um, <laughs> after Tasty Time, where we talk about what's going on in fiction food. Talk about it. Tasty Time. <laughs> okay, so the usual announcements. It's January, a.k.a. January. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Do, do your meows. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. Hosted by Katarina of Pretty Cake Machine, who also hosts the Fandom Foodies. So, um, yeah, this this month is hashtag January, where you can post uh, all your kitty-centric recipes. Um, but even better, she's got, like, a lot of, um, like, charitable things going on like associated with this so she's she's um got stuff with the good good mute good muse animal foundation which is a no-kill cage-free shelter in atlanta there's the handy cats um which is a uh, geeky art sold to benefit disabled cats and cats in venezuela which is providing food um for for Venezuelan kitties. Yeah. And yeah. she's doing a little giveaway. She is. Well, of two super cute kitty washi tapes. Um, but yeah, that's for if you participate in January. <laughs> and then you can enter. So participate. I just loaded yes. up her. I just loaded up the link up like last night. <laughs> I'm like, that's too many things. I felt that kind of bad, but she's like, do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's for a good cause, people. So yeah, check it out. We'll we'll put the um we'll put the link on our show notes, and um yeah, check it out. So also, food and flicks this month is it is French Kiss. 
which I've not seen. <laughs> have you? No, but I've like done a- it. Oh, okay. Woo, Diana. <laughs> I have. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, a Meg have Ryan movie. Have there seen it. Every time I turn on the TV, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Primetime television. All the time. <laughs> nice. Well, that's, yeah, that's the Food and Flicks Club uh, movie of the month. And you can cook along with it. And, uh, yeah, so our picks for the month are, you want to go first with yours? Yes. So, I want to I wanna just touch on... What is it? Is this like a subcategory of Tasty Time where it's like... Oh, yeah. Stuff we're, some, stuff we're watching yeah. that has a lot of food in it. <laughs> subcategory. So, so I blew through this. So I'm not currently watching it anymore, but I'm looking forward to season two. That's Troll Hunters oh, on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm so excited. Yeah, it's... because uh, Yeah, I think you'll like it. Um, it's Guillermo del Toro. So Guillermo del Toro... And, um, Daniel Krauss, they wrote a book called Troll Hunters, um, and then, uh, over the course of a few years, uh, it was, it has become a DreamWorks animation Netflix series, uh, which is very cool. Um, so it's, it's, so it's adapted from the book. I mean, it's not, like, exactly the book, but anyway, it's really good, and it's, like, fun family viewing, and the characters say, kill and die, and <laughs> I'm gonna drink blood from your skull. I'm oh like, my goodness. <laughs> no, I know, right? It's like, what the heck? But also, it's got, like, an annoying side character, and, like, the dude wants to kiss the girl, whatever, and the girl's kind of... Like, you can solve things without fighting. But then she, like, totally fights later on. Anyway, so it has a ton of cliches and, like, all this kind of stuff that you would find in, like, you know, the uh, appropriate for children. But then they actually... <laughs> that's just something that's always annoyed me is that I will destroy you instead of I'm going to kill you. Like, we know what you're really trying to say, but you're not okay. allowed to say. Seems kill. like I'm saying it like it is. Yeah. So it is... So it's like an... <laughs> I know, I'm just like going off. I meant to talk about the food in it, but also it was just something no, no. that I appreciated. I'm, in- I'm interested to see it. I haven't, yeah, I, I've heard about it obviously, but I haven't. Um, I don't think I'm actually, yet. I'm probably doing a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's like, killing. <laughs> talk about killing. Like, yeah, family friendly. Right, talk right. about killing and <laughs> peeling your skin off your bones. Anyway, but I mean, that's what the bad guy says. Okay. But actually, in books and stuff, for kids, I mean, that's fine. It's just weird TV stuff that they're, like, not allowed to say that. But I guess on Netflix, and if you're Guillermo del Toro, you can freaking... The characters can freaking say... All right, you get a pass. ...what they mean to say. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyway, so what about the food? So I appreciate how's the, how's that. How's the food in this thing? <laughs> the food? So, yeah, like, the first episode, the very beginning, the main character wakes up makes like breakfast and lunches and like little bag lunches for his, himself his mom and his friend anyway and then his friend is all like sniffing the lunch bag and he's like oh i smell this and this and a hint of this and <laughs> i'm ah. like yes <laughs> anyway so there's a lot That's of our little spirit show. animal right there <laughs> yeah and and there's even guillermo del toro even 
put in a personal touch. <gasps> yes, um, which you know for a fact via Twitter. Yeah, it was confirmed. Because <laughs> I always tweet, like, I often tweet, like, food quotes and stuff as I'm watching Yes, shows. which I love. <laughs> I'm like, does anybody really li- I'd like? I appreciate this. <laughs> this is that's I do. my live. I read that's all my your live tweets. tweeting. <laughs> yeah, that's my live tweeting. It's just about the food. <laughs> but yeah, and so um, one of the characters is like, I put that she mentions that she puts milk in her guacamole, mm. and and so I did. I put that quote on there, and then one of the, like the head writer or one of the writers for the show was like, actually, Guillermo del Toro personally put that in there. Because that's from his family. Like, his, that's a family secret nice. for guacamole. Yeah. Nice tip. So anyway, Troll Hunters. I like it. Troll well, Hunters. we should just move on to you now. guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that was kind of long. So we should, we should just move on to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, mine is, I, okay, I recently discovered, I didn't know this, maybe I should have, but there were food infographics on Pottermore, the um, Harry Potter site, um, so I I saw one which has the um, Hogwarts Christmas feasts on it, and um, like all kinds of stuff, so it has all the food listed out, it's got snacks, sorcery, Harry's stash of goodies, um, Sirius's stash. Um, the best places to get food, including Hogwarts, Grimwald Place, Hagrid's Hut, um, etc., etc. Um, all the savories, Dudley's Diet, which is healthy foods <laughs> slash forbidden foods. I think my, my diet's like Dudley's Diet. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's great. It's like, yeah, it's a great infographic, and it's got, like, a bunch of food from the novels, and... Yeah, it's just, like, really interesting to look at. Yes. And, yeah, you pointed out that that's not the first one. That's the first I had noticed. But there's another one that's um, just the sweets and treats. Yeah. Yeah, all yeah, detailed I, out. Yeah. I forget when that came out. But, yeah, that even has, like, a little video with it, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think those are Which the most, cool. like, famous ones because they're the, they're the most original, you know? Because it's all, the, like, the made-up brands and whatever, yeah. you know? So, um, but I, I'm kind of more into the, like, the, like, the, the regular type feast they would eat. Like, you know, what's, what's the food you're making <laughs> and like serving on the table? So. Yeah. 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 I love it when they do these types of infographics. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And and it's very pretty. It's heck of long. It's like, this should be a bookmark actually. Right. Actually. Yeah. They are very should, long like, and, but they're beautiful. They're beautiful to look at. Nice illustrations. Yeah. So yeah, we'll post links at TickshinKitchenPodcast.com. But right now, we're talking about Hans Christian Andersen. Hans Christian Andersen! No, I don't have any jingle or tune for that. I know, I'm just... Yeah, is there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if only we knew what the Nightingbird... Night, Nightingbird. <laughs> Nightingbird. <laughs> Nightingale. Opera. Swedish opera singer. Well, you could just start singing Let It Go. That would be fine. No! What no. do you know? Okay, do you have... Because... Do, you have do you have Frozen Bitterness... Well, because originally, back in the 50s or whatever, Disney really was going to do a Snow Queen were they? movie, and they were, they had, like, details for a Snow Queen attraction for Disneyland or whatever, oh, Disney World. And that's what Disney dipped back into for Frozen. Like, they unearthed the concept, but then that has nothing to do, like... 
<laughs> I just really wish somebody would do a, a like faithful, a faithful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there have been many other adaptations and stuff, but I mean, like, if a big company, like if Disney, oh my gosh, you know what I would freaking love? Is okay, what's that? Studio Ghibli. Wow, yeah. <laughs> or now, well, because Studio Ghibli is still on slow mode, but um, some a lot of the an- animators have kind of gotten together to do their own company. Well, you know what? Like, Pro- as I was... Rock, I think. Anyway. As I was reading <clears throat> the actual story, I'm like, damn, this is super meandering, and I can't keep up with what's going on. <laughs> so it's like, that. that's kind of a... <laughs> Like, kind of like a Ghibli movie, they just kind of go from place to place, you know? Like, so, yeah, it would be perfectly fitted to that. Um, well, because can, can you imagine, like, Ghibli adding the heart to it? Like, oh, because right. all of his stories are, very, I mean, because it's in, like, that kind of old-timey, I mean, it's from it is, 1800s, it is, but, like, old-timey matter-of-factness, I guess, Yeah, fairy tales. But it's very, like, I don't know, like, it has that, like, surreal quality to it, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, like, you're saying the matter-of-factness, but, like, the stuff that happened, like, the mirror that shatters, you know, and, um, yeah, can you just gets in people's eyes and hearts and, like, does all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that, yeah. Oh my gosh, like, I want Ghibli to do it so bad. Or all just right. those, right, or so studio... I- after this podcast, we're writing a letter. <laughs> yeah, so, but also just to interject, because I think you and perhaps some of our listeners... Okay, so like I mentioned, so Ghibli is like on... I don't know if hiatus is the right word, because they have been working on things, but not like feature length. Not... Anyway, because they've been working on like the Red Turtle and um, stuff. Anyway... But so because there's uh, there's a slowdown of work for the the animators at Pseudo Ghibli, um, many of them have, I, I guess, left. I don't know if they like quit or if they'll come back if there's a thing. Anyway, so Studio Ponic uh, was created uh, 2015, and they have their first uh, film coming out uh, this year, 2017. Um, called Mary and the Witch's Flower, which is based on Oh, I a saw book. something about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it just looks so wonderful. It's based <laughs> on, it's based on the little broomstick by Mary Stewart. Um so they're all former Studio Ghibli employees. So it's basically it's a Ghibli movie. Like I mean <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> but so I can't wait to see what food will be animated in that. I'm like over the moon about it. Aww. Yeah. So we'll like share a link to that because. Anyway, so so I love I love how they do um, like Ghibli and stuff like they do. Fairy tales and like classic stuff. So I could totally. I'm surprised they haven't jumped on an Anderson, or maybe they have. I don't know. I can't think of it. I'm sure there's elements because, like, when we when we oh, did our yeah. Ghibli episode, you know, like we we did talk about like stuff. Well, that Ponyo up. was yeah. Little Mermaid, actually. Right. That was, and that's yeah, um, the happier Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, let's How let's jump into she? some actual stories. Like, let's talk about Little Mermaid. How it's not as happy as yeah. Why did I? I don't even know why I got. <laughs> 
how I got off on that tangent. I apologize. No, but no, yeah. we were talking about the snow. We were talking about the Snow Queen. Oh yeah, we were talking about Disney and Frozen. Right. Because yeah, Frozen. I, I mean, it's good for what it is, but it's not the Snow Queen anymore. Like it has it's not, the I mean, the element of like the heart. Anna's heart got like hit by ice, and so she was starting to turn into ice. See, that was good. And actually, but that was like okay. a literal thing. Well, it did right. happen literally, but also figuratively in the book. Well, I mean, in the story. But, yeah. One thing of the story, yeah, like, I, I liked Frozen a lot, and the one thing I didn't like about it was the ending, because they're like, oh, love's the answer, love. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But I'm, like, I'm glad that they made it sister love instead of love. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, for they sure. made it a yeah. point for that. No, I, I like that, but, like, just the fact that it was, like, something, just, like, something so nebulous, like, didn't make any sense to me. But in the actual story, which I just read, I think, like, I don't think I had read the Snow Queen before. Um, at the end, the, what's his name, Kay, is trying to, um, like, the way to defeat the Snow Queen is to, by spelling out the word love with the puzzle. To do tangrams. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, she, 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 so she set up a puzzle for him and he's supposed to spell out the word love and that, like that's the way to Well, win. eternity. So, like, he's supposed to spell out like eternal or eternity or something. Oh, okay. Well, in the version yeah. I read it said love, but like, okay, love, eternity, whatever, oh, you know. Potato, yeah, I almost Potato, potato, whatever, like, yes. Some, yeah. some, like, you know word but like so that that actually made made me like frozen more because <laughs> i'm like oh so this was actually rooted in like the original story yeah. so even though it still makes no sense but you know whatever like it, it came from somewhere so i, I liked it a little bit more no, I, yeah where I, were the where were the the chicken snow chicken snowflakes and stuff like, right where is that, that <laughs> i still like that shards of mirror <laughs> pretty brutal oh so like once upon a time yeah. i did appreciate once upon a time in that they did um i feel like i've mentioned this before on some episode but maybe not but they did uh like a story arc with frozen oh okay with elsa and anna but they they introduced the snow queen yeah and her mirror and like that that's so she was like Elsa's aunt. So that's where so Elsa actually inherited the power. Oh, okay. So she's not the So that was kind of she's interesting, like, like mm. you know. And she yeah. and she wanted lo family love and stuff and yeah, that aunt yeah. did and then she Well, I love I love yeah. this mythical figure of the Snow Queen, you know. Does I it make you think of anyone else in classic literature. Am I supposed to? I know, the way I said, I'm like, nah. I don't know, like, what, what are you thinking of? I'm waggling my eyebrows. Oh, uh, like, the, um, wi the White Witch? Are you thinking Yeah, Janus! Okay. <laughs> yeah, the White Witch. Yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Alright. <laughs> so. Yeah, totally. Yes. Harken. Harken yeah. back to our whatever All right. episode Yeah, Queens of Winter. Love it. It's January yeah. right now. Have you had any snow up where you are? You're in the north. I'm in the south, Nerf. so I have not had any snow. No. Well, we've had frost. We've had a skittering of snow-like frost on the ground one morning, but mm. we've just been having some rains. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the yeah. So the so the white witch is very much the snow queen. Right. Um. And then. Also, there's a book that I'm, um, 
that I have. It's a new release, well, a recent release, um, called Stealing Snow, and that's actually a, it's a reimagining, it's like a, a reimagining prequel, I guess, of the Snow, like, the Snow Queen before she becomes the Snow Queen. Ah, interesting. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that's by Danielle Page called Stealing Snow. Um, but yeah, so I think that whole, I feel like there are more, like, winter or snow queens in media or, re, or you know, um, just that, like, that have taken inspiration from Hans Christian Andersen. Because it is a, an intriguing figure. It is. Yeah. The woman of winter. And I wonder if he got it from somewhere. I don't know, because it I seems do. like he was in the late 17, early 1800s. He was, yeah, oh. he was born in 1805, yeah. Oh, never mind, so he, he was in the early, yeah. Yeah, so, so early 1800s, so he started, yeah, writing. I yeah, think so he published he, his first story when he was like 15 or something. These seem, but these stories seem so much older than they are, don't they? Yeah, well, then, in, in reading up about him, like, he did rewrite or like do retellings or whatever. Yeah, they like they were rooted, with, rooted in them. earlier yeah. stories, but still, like, yeah. So, but yeah, but a lot, but a lot of it was um, mirror, like autobiographical, and but but set into fantasy. Like That's right, tale. like like the Nightingale. That story. Yeah, the Nightingale is... and the Little Mermaid, and yeah, the Emperor's New Clothes. Ugly <laughs> Duckling was totally him. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I think the Snow Queen, I really wish that there would be, because I love, like, well, like you said, the meandering part, but, like, I love it when stories take you, well, I mean, they need to be connected well, but, like, when there's traveling in it. Not necessarily, yeah. like, the quest, but, like, just going, so you get to see um, different parts of the world of the story. Like Right, like, this this was I a story in several parts, aspect. you know, like, there was, there, there was something initially. Yeah, there are seven parts. <laughs> Right, it actually yeah. set up that way. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so yeah. literally in many parts. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, like, yeah, the the whole, like, catalyst of the story is the, um, like, little impish devil or whatever that <clears throat> that breaks the mirror that, like, like enchants slash enslaves all these people um, and then sets the story for our protagonist, <gasps> you know, which is, like, the main story that we're more familiar with. Um but it just kind of goes from place to place, and um, it's like kind of loosely connected the the events that happen. Um, I was reminded, also, so ever after high, they also had the mirror fragments. Ooh, that like. And I was I was just joking about this earlier. I can't what? believe how much I liked Ever After High. Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna like it at all. I'm Don't like, joke oh about God. it. It's serious. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. No, 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 no. <laughs> no it's very bubbly and silly. But like, I I was impressed by the level of detail they put into. Like, yeah, there's some nerds back there behind the scenes. There are. Yes, <laughs> it's like you and me. We're like, yeah. How about this element from this? It's weird not all bubble-headed dolls and pretty clothes. <laughs> Although yeah. that's a big part of it. Because the I books like. are really good, too. Well, I mean, I've only read four, four of them, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. <Still>. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever episode number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're interested in hearing what we have to say about Ever After High. <laughs> but yeah. 
Yeah, we love our fairy tales. We've done so many. We really do. I know. Like, I can't believe that this is one of the ones we've had on the, you know, slated since the beginning. Yeah. But here we are. So, in, um, in the Snow Queen, one of our first food mentions is that this mirror that the impish devil has makes everything look uglier than it actually is including people and the most beautiful of landscapes which looks like boiled spinach <laughs> and i just had an amazing idea for like an instagram photo shoot <laughs> <laughs> boiled some spinach, some spinach <laughs> on a mirror the ugliest of landscapes <laughs> and then put the quote with it in in the the text area okay <laughs> Yes. And then the next one that I... So, and then there's Kay and Gerda, two little besties that are neighbors, and their folks grow vegetables in some, like, plant they boxes do. between roses. their houses up in, the, up in the upper stories. Yeah. I love this that this is a story between neighbors, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's not a familial connection, but the it's... The girl next um, door, the boy next door. Yeah, exactly. It's nice. I don't know. I like it. I wonder if that's where that got started. Yeah, the girl next door, <laughs> Gerda. <laughs> Cherries. So, <laughs> she told Gerda not to take it so to heart, but to taste her cherries and to look at her flowers. So, Gerda, so Kay gets a glass, a mirror tiny mirror bit in his eye and a pierce in his heart and then he rides off <laughs> he hooks his he turns into like a little snot and then he <laughs> he's riding his sled around the town square and hooks onto a random person's sled i mean sleigh like a big sleigh and rides off <laughs> gets whisked out of town he's like crap but then it's the snow queen and she kisses him sometimes. That's right. Hit your ride with times. the Snow Queen. You'll be set. Yeah. She gives him some Turkish delight. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but Wrong yeah. story. That was, to that was totally an illusion to the Snow Queen. Oh, yeah. Anyway, of course. So <laughs> of like course. They're like twins. The <laughs> those ladies. Um, and so he's gone. And Gerda is like... Where my boy at? And so then she goes throwing her shoes into the river, and <laughs> and the, anyway she ends up getting getting like whisked. She gets whisked away too on a boat. This like renegade boat down the stream, down the river, and then ends up at this old lady's house who's got. She's a good witch, but she's kidnapping a child. And Anderson says she's not an evil witch. But yeah, it she happens. Wanted to keep a child. This random, this like, well, I guess it's like random child shows up at your house, but you don't ask like where she lives. You're just like, I'm gonna keep you. And then, but she has, she's like a garden witch kind of, and so mm -hmm. she has these like perpetually blooming. She, basically, she like lives in California, I guess. It's like these perpetually blooming flowers and she has cherry trees and so she plies Gerda with cherries and makes her forget that she's that Gerda is looking for Kay 
And Kay and Gerda had like a triumphal arch of <laughs> a, a mini arch of roses. So roses make them think of each other. So the lady, <laughs> the lady like told all the roses to hide under. That's the right, exactly. So she wouldn't remember. And then... But she didn't remember that she had a rose painted on her hat, on the brim of her hat. So that's what tipped Gerda off. She's like, "Wait, Rose. Wait, Kay. What the heck am I doing here eating cherries?" <laughs> So, cherries, and then we've got some blackthorn bushes. So, Gerda goes along. So, she is traveling, like, very far and also for a very long time. But, like, the passage of time, it's all really... And the passage of, of space, too. Like, it's all very quick and you're not really... It's not until the end that it's like, what? And they were grown up. Spoiler. Right. (laughs) But, um, so apparently blackthorn fruit, I'm assuming they're like berries, is so sour that it will set your teeth on edge. Yeah, blackthorn fruit. What is that? So, So that's what Gerda had to eat at one point. So she happens upon a friendly crow. In a kingdom of an awesome princess. And the awesome princess is like, I should get married. But let me find a guy who's cool like me. And so, anyway, so she finds the guy after a whole line of suitors. And she's like, nope, nope, nope. And then this one guy comes and she's like, yeah. And then a crow, a friendly crow gives Gerda a loaf of bread. And then helps her meet up with the princess and it's kind of cute because there are these two talking crows and one is a tame crow that lives at court and the other the friendly one that Gerda meets is a forest crow but they're they're like sweethearts these two crows and then the princess for the crows helping Gerda the princess like gives them a position in court and like food for the rest of their lives (laughs) so good deal yeah, so it was really cute because at one point when Gerda is leaving, the forest crow goes with her to just part of the way, and but the other, the lady crow stays behind. She did not accompany them because she was suffering from a headache brought on by eating too much in her new position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> yeah, and then apparently in the carriage, maybe she didn't want to be tempted by what was in the carriage, inside the carriage was lined with sugared cookies and the seats were filled with fruit and gingerbread. This is like the candy witch's carriage, I guess. No, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> as if the carriage is made of that. But actually, mm-hmm. it's made of gold. And they go right into robber territory. Like that. The princess is supposed to be clever, but that wasn't very clever. It's like, let me pimp you out and send you off into the woods. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> anyway, so then Gerda meets the robber girl. And they're, like, about to eat Gerda. They're like, how plump and tender she looks. Just as if she'd been fattened on nuts. Nuts to Scrooge. Just kidding. <laughs> and, and she's, then, then the, she's about to get, like, cut open. She looks like a fat little lamb. What a dainty dish she will be. Dish. Yeah. So, the, but the little robber girl does not let that happen, because she wants to play with. Anyway, they have hares and rabbits 
roasting on the spit and soup and the cauldron. And then there's, oh, I should just skip ahead. <laughs> there's some codfish that gets written on. There's oh, codfish yeah. used codfish. as a note. And then after the note has been read, you just throw the codfish into the pot, which that's very practical. And then that's it. <laughs> some le- yellow lemons and purple grapes. Some coffee. Afternoon coffee. Yeah. Warm milk. Those are the foods that are in the Snow Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. If So if you're having a Snow Queen party... Make some little cookies and cut them like tangrams, and then have everybody. Try. That's right, and they have to solve the puzzle, or yeah. it's eternal damage. Or do like rose, rose theme things, or yeah, roses are nice. Like I, I like that. Yeah. That's a big part of this. Oh story. yeah, rose yeah. water. You like that? <clears throat> I do. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes, the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Okay, I love The Little Mermaid. I love that it doesn't have a happy ending. I love that it has a gray ending. Um, yeah, so the the original Little Mermaid story. Um, same that you're familiar with. You know, she gets her voice taken away, has to... Um, she falls in love with this prince. Um, but she... Um, will have to kill him if he takes another wife. Yeah. And and I remember seeing a, a movie like that when I was a kid. Or Ooh. or it was a live action play or something. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, yeah, so the story's a little bit different. So she she's supposed to kill him. She decides kill. not to and she kills herself. And so mermaids um well, they yeah. Or she just lets it. I don't know. She beats yeah. her death. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, like what's supposed to happen? Like, merma- mermaids live 300 years, but when they die, they don't get eternal life like all the Christians. So they um, they turn into sea foam. But the Little Mermaid, um, when, when she dies because she tried to sacrifice her life for him, she turns into kind of like a wandering spirit for another 300 years of their life expectancy or whatever. And then this turned into the, like, you know, the story people tell their kids at bedtime. <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah, moral, you, you, the moral. Exactly, like the moral element. Like, you know, if you're very good, she'll come check on you. You take a couple years off her 300-year sentence. If you're bad, you add years to her sentence. <laughs> so you don't want to do that to the poor little mermaid <laughs> who's yeah. wandering. Oh, it's, it's, um... <clears throat> it's interesting, like, as I was rereading this and just thinking back about the Disney movie, like, there are a lot of aspects that they added in that was kind of cool. This like, this was a lot more faithful <clears throat> than mm-hmm. I, I feel like, and I and I liked how they did it, yeah. I mean, they ma- so. in the story, the, the witch is, um, she just doesn't really care. Like, she doesn't get involved. She's just like... She just is what she is, basically. Right, like, right. She just grants the wish. She, she's yeah. like, here's what's going to happen. Like, deal with it. You know, and, like, from there she goes. Yeah, she, yeah. she's not involved with, um, the out, with the outcome. But it does say, like, like she... What was it? She was like... 
Some like her sea snakes were like lounging on her spongy bosom. <laughs> that <laughs> like, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, like I could see where they got like Ursula's. Oh man, Ursula is one of the best villains of all Disney. I love her. Yeah. Yeah, and her <laughs> she, voice is awesome. I know. Yeah, she's um, like sexy, voluptuous, evil. It's is all the greatest <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah pretty. Pretty great. And they kept the polyp. Well, in the book, there it's like the polyps or whatever, but mm-hmm. like the the living living organisms that are outside of the sea witch's place. But like that's they kind of kept that in the movie. But it's like the unfortunate, the poor unfortunate souls. But, so that was kind of an interesting twist. Yeah, like that they added in like the, a way to convey. Movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, but they really, there really were <laughs> something like that. But they were grabby. Um, <laughs> but and then and yeah, then, the, like, sea the snakes, de- they're the, the eels instead. Yeah, yeah. And the the detail too that like when she gets her legs, she she gets them, but each step will feel yeah, like yeah. And they totally stepping, that out of the stepping <laughs> on knives. Hey kids, I mean, <laughs> Ariel yeah. is done, like stepping on knives every step she feels takes. Feels like this right now. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, how horrifying. But, um, yeah, so I, I like that, though, that, like, yeah, you can have this wish, but there's, like, a huge price tag and attached to it. And tongue yeah. was cut out. Like, right! It's like, here, okay, okay, like, here's the drought that I made for you, like, the potion that I made for you. Right, so, right. like, okay, stick out your tongue, I'm gonna cut it off. She's, and then the little mermaid's like, mm, okay, <laughs> like, and then, and then she drinks the drought. I'm like... <laughs> that's gotta hurt like just yeah but like part, part of the story too is she wasn't just drawn by this human it was also the promise the of promise, a, yeah. eternal life you know cause which human... i do like at the end i like that that it kind of because this would make no sense if it, were, if, if it was yeah. like this price for like yeah just some you know guy she's well... never even met like, but I mean, you know, it's it, that it's, whole... she wanted, she wanted the experience of being human, you know? So yeah. like this, this was the, the, yeah, what she was going for <laughs> with this spell. Yeah. And it's interesting yeah. because it's, so then it, it's these three, these three beings, like uh, classes of being that, w- that make up the story. Cause it's like, surprise, there's another. <laughs> there's like the right, there's of the mermaid. Air. There's like mermaid the, the and human, the and then yeah. like the, yeah, the in between. Yeah, she she managed to do something kind of in between the the two. Yeah, because she's like, I'm a mermaid. I want to get a soul, so I need to become human. And also, there's this hot guy, but and then she's like, oh, I can't kill him. Let me just. And then the sun rose, so she, like, dived over the edge. She's like, oh, okay, let me just... I'm ready to die. So she jumps over Aww. the side of the ship, and then she's like... Like, wait, what's... What's going on? They're like, oh, hey, guy, Hey, you're one of us now. You're a child of the air. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, child cool. of the air. <clears throat> child of the water, child of, of the air. I don't know. It's just... I mean, it's a beautiful story. You know, she sacrificed mm-hmm. herself, but she caught... I mean... She got something kind of in in the middle. I I love the moral tale. Like I want to tell my children something super <laughs> messed up to get them to behave. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, it's actually um, also the <clears throat> when the grandma is telling her is explaining about love, like. Um, <clears throat> Um, because a lot of so like Hans Christian Andersen's love life was really sad 
Like, he fell in love with so many people, but he never was with anybody. Um, I don't know, for various reasons or whatever. Uh, and so Little Mermaid is very much, like, <laughs> kind of t- uh, to that effect, like, yeah. in his life. Um, the one that can but, never find love. <laughs> yeah, but he ha- but you can tell he has, like, beautiful ideas about it. Um, because when the grandma is talking to the Little Mermaid about how... Like, how she would be able to become human and gain a soul. Um, it's like... Yeah, she, like, mention, talks about eternity and, like... About, like, the soul of a human. And, well, basically, like... The... The human would have to, like, cleave unto you and... And, uh you know, love you above all else and then, like, part of his soul will become your soul, and anyway, it's kind of like it's like, well, poor Hans Christian Anderson, like, he's like, he wants it so bad Oh, he doesn't get it he jumps into the ocean and becomes seafoam well, and then floats up into the I guess he's hoping that he'll become a child of the air oh man, it's got dark (laughs) I know. Well, yeah. Okay, so back, I don't know, many, many years ago, there was like a Hallmark Channel movie about, it was like Hans Christian Andersen, The Fairy Tale of My Life or something, and it, and it, it was like a, it was dramatization of his life, like parts of his life, but then interspersed with the, some of his fairy tales and how they kind of fit into those parts of his life. So, like, with Jenny Lind and the Nightingale, and then, mm-hmm. um, like, Lost Love with Little Mermaid, and different things. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yes, The Little Mermaid is beautiful. It's beautiful. It really the is. And I, is I, I like the bittersweet ending a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, what other stories do we want to talk about? Like we we mentioned the little match girl on our our last episode because it yeah, it's a Christmas it's a Christmas story and it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but she yeah. But so oh, and that kind of so that's very much talking about the poor and children. Yes, yes. and yes. so yeah, and so which was cool because yeah, you're, like you said, we mentioned it on our Dickens uh, Christmas Carol episode. Um, so like Hans Christian Andersen and Dickens like so they met a few times and they were uh they respected each other for the and their writing because they both wrote um yeah, or, provided touched a, on similar topics yeah like a social and, commentary yeah yeah they were proponents of like helping the public to be aware of um the plight of children in like the industrial revolution and, right. and you know that the Victorian era. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> but something happened. I don't know what the story is. But Hans Christian Anderson doesn't know what the story is either. But he, like, went to visit Charles Dickens, like, at his home. And then ended up being, like, a five-week stay or something. <laughs> and then the Dickens family was, like, all too ready to get rid of him. And then they, like, stopped responding to his letters Oh, and my stuff. God. Get and the Dick- hell out. And Anderson was like... Stop telling us these fairy tales. I had tales. a really good time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so that's some mystery. I'm sure there's some article about it somewhere, but, like... 
That's pretty funny. <laughs> like in Anderson's personal writings, he's like, I don't know. I had a good time, but probably in Dickens' writing, it's like, oh my gosh, he, he would wouldn't not leave. Stop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Kept talking oh, about yeah. this mermaid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Poor guy. But he is. Maybe he fell in love with somebody he shouldn't have. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. Like I mean, he did fall in love with a lot of people, boys and girls. Hmm. Yeah. But he. But he didn't. I. But I. I don't know. if... I think he was celibate, though. Like, I'm... Because at one point, he wrote... He's like, God, I'm just giving myself to you. Like, I'm not even... <laughs> yeah, well, so many... Well, so I don't know. like, several of his stories have, like, homoerotic overtones. And, like, most of them have religious overtones. So he was, like, like probably very conflicted. And Yeah. yeah there was some and, article or some historians yeah. that are like... Yeah, but he would never have done anything. Like, right. Because to say that he didn't get with any women doesn't mean that he was only getting with guys because his, um, like, his religious right. beliefs and stuff. Right, he was very religious, have, yeah. So. Yeah, let him. But, I mean, I don't know if he was ever... Because he did express his feelings to some of his male friends, and they're all very kind to him, it sounded like. Mm-hmm. But, like, but they're like... but 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 he also knew that they weren't interested in him that way so I don't think he really ever got to the point where it would you know like right <laughs> he would really have to put his religion to the test in that regard I don't know right but anyway yeah so, I know I feel so sad for him I know so he wrote fairy tales <laughs> I know yes so the nightingale is pretty not politically correct but <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah. So I read, yeah, so I read The Nightingale. Um, some people, <laughs> the emperor was like threatened to punch half his court uh, in the stomach after supper if they didn't find The Nightingale. Um, yeah. Good threat. <laughs> the ladies wanted to, they were pretending to sing like The Nightingale, so they like took a bunch of water in their mouths and gurgled when anyone spoke to them. Hoping to rival the nightingale. Yeah. And then... Some people had gotten tipsy on tea. Chinese fashion. And... There's a coffee party. And that's it. (laughs) That's a bit... The nightingale is a really great little character, though. Oh my gosh, speaking of great characters... This is just an interjection. The robber girl... Oh, from the Snow Queen? Yeah. When they when they meet up with her the second time, she's like, she's not a little kid anymore, and she's got like a red bandana tied around her head, and she's got two pistols on her hips, and she's riding a horse. All she's right. like, hey guys, I'm off to see the world, I'm off to do whatever the heck I want. But she's like, she's like yeah, if you ever need anything, like, give me a holler and I'll come visit you. Bye. Like, All right, Robert Queen. The, like, just the imagery. Like, he created this character. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I want more of her. Mm-hmm. Like, her escapade. We know that she's off having escapades, and she's, like, really cool. Anyway. So, that just... The Nightingale is a really nice character, too. And Jenny Lind. Jenny Lind. That's how she got her the Swedish Nightingale nickname. Because it was about her. And the Ugly Duckling is all about 
Hans Christian Anderson. Of course. And he was bullied. Because apparently he had a really miserable time at school. Aww. In the school years. Like, I um, think... Um, I think the- there is a movie about it or something. Well, I think the the ugly duckling is like one of the most relatable stories. Yeah, <laughs> like like directly, yeah. Like I mean, there's so many kids that like go through such a weird, awkward time. Yeah, but just like hang in there, guys. You're gonna be fine. Yeah, there's a place for everyone. They fight over the head of an eel to eat. And now, yeah, and this story is pretty home. brutal if too. You like find the an port- eel's head, you may bring it to me. <laughs> But he gets frozen in the pond. Yeah. yeah. And then a farmer farmer gets him out and takes him in the house. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's because they were going to eat him or what. Because then the kids try to mess with him. And then he goes all like, gets scared yeah, it's and like, it's flaps like, around the house and then eventually after, gets out. After a case of torment. Yeah. Yeah. So we got duck eggs. We duck got eggs. Some lady wants to... She has a, a hen that lays eggs, and they're like, are you going to give us some duck eggs? And he's like, nope. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah, with some butter. Yep, and then, so in the very end, when he becomes, time has, again, it's the whole time passing, but you're unaware of it, just like in Snow Queen. Um, so he grows up, and he becomes a beautiful... He's like the most handsome swan on the planet, and but he's still very shy and like modest. But anyway, he gets grain, bits of bread, and cake thrown at him, thrown to him, I should say. Oh man, <laughs> throw cake at me, <laughs> please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, we were talking about the little match girl, but I don't know where. So there's a part in the little match girl where. Pretty much the only food part is that she, one of the match strikes, lets her see into a family's dinner, onto a family's yeah. dinner table, and it's a roast goose. Um, on the table, a snow white cloth was spread, and on it stood a shining dinner service. The roast goose steamed gloriously, stuffed with apples and prunes. Mmm. And what was still better, the goose jumped down from the dish, and what, this is kind of scary actually, and waddled along the floor with a knife and a fork in its breast, right over to the little girl. Then the match went out. Wow. And she could see only the thick, cold wall. Oh, God. That goose was about to waddle right into her mouth. Okay, that was creepy, first of all, but the, the story in general is just heartbreaking. But, yeah, it's like, yeah, and it... Like, at first, it's like, oh, that's really creepy to imagine it. But then I'm, I'm just... And then I'm also imagining this little girl. Like, so from a... In a child's mind, like, that's not creepy. And it's... She just wants it... The food yeah, so it's kind of whimsical. So it's like, it's like it will just to come her. to yeah, her. Yeah. yeah. Like, Aww. yeah. I know. Yeah, that... But then she dies happy. Like, she dies with a smile. They find her the next day with a smile on her face. Yeah, but yeah. she dies in the cold. I, know. I guess she was happy, but ooh, man, the brutal story. The Emperor's new clothes are is also very famous, but there is no food in it. <laughs> only clothes, or only no, only no clothes. Crab. Yeah, 
I feel like the the Emperor's New Clothes, like, I've actually used that in conversation recently to, like, talk about the following mentality. The follower mentality or, like, mob mentality. Not mob mentality, but the, the follower mentality and stuff. It's like, I'm like, it's the Emperor's New Clothes. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. I can see what you're saying. Especially, like, the story you were telling me the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so one story I've loved, like, I had forgotten about, but I loved since I was a kid, was the story of the red shoes. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, Thumbelina. Oh, no, like, I like, like that, I like Thumbelina, I but no, the red shoes entranced me when I was a kid. The red shoes are what Gerda threw into the river. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they, Tell me about the red shoes. Well, these, I don't know if I... Oh, okay. I so, haven't read it. Okay, the red shoes. Like, this is one I read as a kid, and I think, like, before I read all the dark Grimm's fairy tales, I think this is one of the, like, first fairy tales I read with a dark ending, and it kind of, like, whew, you know. So, the red shoes is about a girl who um, was born very poor, and I think her, um, her mother, her parents died, so she was adopted by a more wealthy family, and, um... So they bought her a pair of red shoes, which she really wanted, and it was, like, such a, you know, a luxury to her. Um, and she wanted to wear them all the time, um, but she wanted to wear them to church, and they're like, no, 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 you have to wear black shoes to church only. Um, but she wore them anyway. And so I think she, I'm trying to remember the details now, like, I just, I just read it, but, like, it's swimming together in my head. Um... So she met a soldier, I think, that said, oh, what beautiful shoes. Um, may they never come off you when you're dancing. And um, so she wore them to church, which she wasn't supposed to do. And then she wore them to, like, a, a dance. And she started dancing. And she couldn't stop dancing. Like, the, the shoes just danced and danced and danced. And she eventually had her feet cut off. And the shoes continued dancing. And they danced in front of the church. And she couldn't get inside the church. Um, because of these, like, feet dancing. Um, and so she, she eventually, I think, like, um, I think she eventually, like, sacrificed herself and died because she wanted to go to heaven and not be, like, you know, beholden to these shoes anymore. So, I mean, it's, like, you know, it's, it's another one of those moral tales, like, all about earthly pleasures and stuff, but it just seems so dark. Like, you know, she was poor. All she wanted was a pair of shoes. You know, my goodness. So, um... I don't know, it's just, like, such a crazy tale to me, and it, like, really spoke to me when I was younger. <laughs> and, like, in in a number of ways, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. She confessed her sin, and the executioner struck off her feet with the red shoes on them. Yes! The shoes danced away with her little feet, over the fields, into the deep forest. Ooh! Yeah, she, like, I mean... She, she made wooden feet and a pair of crutches for him. Oh, he made wooden feet. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean... It, it reminds me of the... That hot coals, um, like the shoes. Yeah. That are, like, it's in other um, stories There, there were well. a couple Grimm fairy tales like that. that. Don't I, Stop Dancing, yeah. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of Grimm stories like that. And even, I think, like, one of the Snow White stories or something like that, like, the witch was... But, um, like, I'm not sure if it was Snow White or another one, but there was, like, a witch that was... Um, cursed to dance and like she 
danced into a bush of thorns or whatever, and it, like, kind of scratched her to death or something like that. So, yeah. like, it's kind of like the bewitching of the dancing or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was, like, super creepy <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, but, it but is. I li- but it I liked is. it, you know? I liked I'm just, it. like, yeah. glancing at it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I remember, like, I that one had kind of gone from my mind, but, like, I remembered it, um, you know, as I was, like, looking over these stories, like, as a child. I really liked that one. So how can we translate? We make little food, little shoe, red shoe cookies or no, something. No, no, that seems <laughs> evil. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. I don't know how this would translate to food because, like, yeah, it's such it's a, such a story of dichotomies, you know. Like, I mean, you know, obviously you want to be virtuous, which was like the whole point. But like, I, in my mind, like, all she wanted was a pair of shoes. She was poor, you know. And like, I don't know. It's like one thing to bring joy to your life. Um, yeah, and like dancing is fun. <laughs> so I don't know, but uh, I don't know Th- this thing about like wanting to be completely pure but also being bewitched is like kind of interesting to me you know so i, I like the story yeah so. this like soldier keeps appearing saying yeah. oh what beautiful shoes for dancing okay anyway now i'm like mm. stuck in the story because <laughs> i have this huge it's a good story yeah fairy tales and stories of hans christian anderson so i'm like looking up um so i read uh Thumb- so thumbelina is yeah. also one um and Thumbelina, that's kind of interesting because there's, uh, like, the Bamboo Princess or Princess Kaguya or the Shining Princess in Japan and also Momotaro, who's um, a little boy but tiny. Um, and then I feel like there are other... Oh, Tom Thumb, too. Right. Um, so, like, there are other fairy tales with, you know, a tiny person. But, man, poor Thumbelina, she's, like, only an inch tall and yeah. everybody wants to marry her. And she gets, like, drugged beneath the ground by a mole person. (laughs) Yeah, well, she's, it's like, she's freezing in the winter, and then there's this, like, mouse lady who has a nice little place, a nice little home, and so they get along all right. Like, Thumbelina is invited in and stays with her, but the, but the, the old mouse lady, she pretty much, like, takes possession of, like, she's like, oh, you're mine now. Like, oh, yeah, you're gonna... You, you gotta marry Mr. Mole down the way because he has such a big larder and, like, right. it's so cozy there. With the yeah, he'll take like, care of you. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to marry yeah. the mole. <laughs> but then, yeah, at first it's a toad mom steals Thumbelina away from... I know, I feel so bad for the, the old lady who was praying so hard for a child, and then she gets Thumbelina, and she's so happy and loves her so much, and then this toad just comes in and steals her, and that's the end. We we never hear anything right. more about this. This is another one of those, like, meandering stories that, like, yeah, it starts at one place, and, like, we never quite get back to the... And Thumbelina never tries to get back home. Like... No. She's, like, it's a, it's a story of survival. <laughs> like, yeah. Not of homecoming, so... yeah. But yeah, and then but then in the end she meets some fairy flower prince. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah, lucky her flower prince. But yeah, so but she sleeps in a walnut shell. She has a rose petal cover. Yeah, honey. So she drinks honey from the flowers and dew magnificent pantry that the 
Mall has um, mint leaf as a cover. Yeah, but there's blue grape. Oh yeah, green and blue grapes, lemons and oranges. Yeah. Yep. But it's it. Um, there are a couple of stories, but I have I didn't read them. But that Hans Christian Andersen wrote a, a couple stories that actually are all about food. Oh <laughs> like, really? I didn't. Well, maybe not all about it, but the Goblin and the Grocer. Well, because I was trying to focus on ones that are like more well known. Right. But there's one called the Goblin and the Grocer. Oh, I didn't so it's read a goblin that. that takes up residence in a grocery shop. Oh man, <laughs> I wish I had read that one. I didn't know that yeah, about that. Know it. There's <laughs> five peas from a pod. Oh, that's right. Oh, and then Peas. there's the, pr I know, the, the princess, princess and the pea, pea right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then there's one called Soup from a Sausage Pig. It's about a bunch of mice doing some different things. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah. So. Nice. Princess and the pea. I was saving that for last because that was Okay, well, let's my, talk about the princess and the pea. Recipe. Yes. My recipe. <laughs> recipe. P-E-A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Princess and the Pea is a ridiculously short story and it's commentary on, you know, the upper class right. people. How can you really tell a true princess? Yeah. So the princess on the pea and <laughs> Yeah, so it's this prince who wanted to marry a princess. Well, so I have another book of Hunt Tales from Hans Christian Andersen. It does not say that it's abridged, but I was really curious because then I have this, you know, this big whopping um, complete story. Anyway, so The Princess and the Pea is the one that I compared. I compared them to see which was, <laughs> if one was abridged or not. And anyway, and the other one was abridged. It was interesting because just how they changed some of the words and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, like to try to make it sound less offensive to women. <laughs> I, I think because... There are Why? What did it say? I don't know what the... Well, no. Well, I mean, just subtle. Like, subtly. But, like, in the original, you know, once there was a prince who wanted to marry a princess, only a real one would do. So he just... <laughs> there were princesses aplenty, but how was he to know whether they were real princesses? And then... Anyway, so... But it was just little things, like, they throw in the word... Like, he wanted a princess to love <laughs> instead of he just wanted to marry a princess. <laughs> just, like, to have a possession of a oh, you know, well. Whatever. Anyway, but... That's not um, surprising to anyone then or now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... So, so yeah, so it's just the whole commentary about how ridiculous the... Um, well, it's kind of like the Emperor's New Clothes. Like, such a commentary on... Right. People trying to... Yeah, it's like such uh, meaningless standards they apply to actual people. Yeah. yeah so. so, like, he's like, but they're... <laughs> so funny it's so funny this one point he's like there was something not quite right about all of them so the prince was like traveling the world and he met so many princesses um there was something not quite right about all of them i'm like probably because you're gay like maybe you don't even want a prin you know but where's that story that's right hans christian anderson <laughs> maybe there was something... Nothing was quite oh. right about any of these princesses. Well, I didn't mean that Hans Christian Andersen was... Well, good, I was reading that into it. <laughs> but no, I meant this character, the prince. No, no, I know what you meant, but I'm like, wait, let's, let's, but, bring, yeah, let's bring that's it back true. to the source, you know? That's true. Yeah. Maybe that also is a commentary on his own life, like, that he... Like, he just can't find the right girl. So, probably something stupid like this has to happen, like, in order to find the... 
Right, right, yeah. Like, he, he, he attributed some, like, meaningless, I don't know, thing to the perfect woman or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so this bedraggled woman comes, she's a princess, and she, like, comes to the castle gates or whatever, and it's raining, she has water, like, rainwater running down her hair and into her shoes and out the heels. Yeah, and then the queen is like, well, we'll see if you're really a princess, and then she (laughs) has 20 mattresses and 20 eiderdowns. And then the princess is like, so wouldn't like, any normal well? person be like, "What is up with this?" Line? Yeah, and I just keep thinking yeah. of Shelley Duvall. It's Shelley Duvall. Oh man, Shelley and Duvall. Like, Fairy, poor was Shelley it Fairy Duvall. Tale Theater? Yes. Wait, what happened to Shelley Duvall? Oh, she's having like severe like mental issues right now, and she went on Doctor Phil, and like I don't know, I have no she, idea. she's very, I don't know, she's having problems right now. <laughs> Well, all I know about Shelley Duvall is she's great at fairy tale theater. She sure was. I, I loved fairy tale theater. It's and really good. That's why I'm feeling like, oh, you so know. So now I'm just, sad, I just yeah. keep imagining that when she did this. But, um, yeah. and they put the, so the, so they knew she was, they could see she was a real princess because she complained so much about how she slept. She was, I'm black and blue all over. It was simply terrible. Her <laughs> night, her night's sleep. So princesses are delicate complainers, <laughs> basically. Yeah. As for the pea, they put it in the museum. There, it's still to be seen, unless somebody has taken it. <laughs> there. That's a true story. That's the pea that you see in, like, Looney Tunes. No, in the, in the... Mickey Mouse, is it the giant Jack and the Beanstalk oh, or whatever? Oh, right, or what and, like, and they're all... they, they cut it into like, or, yeah. <laughs> and then the mouse comes and takes it instead of right. the Goofy and Donald. Yeah, they're like trying to cut the pee. That's the pee. All they right. took it. Mythical um, pee. Once upon a mattress is about. It's like a. It's a a musical. It's a play. I'm not a play. Seen it or yeah. heard it? I've seen it. I, I've seen it live, like, at a, at a theater, a live theater or whatever, but, um, but it's a marsh princess, which is actually another story, but I think it's about animals and not about people. There's <laughs> another story about, like, a marsh princess or something that Hans Christian Anderson wrote, but yeah, that was kind of funny, Once Upon a Mattress. Um, and... No, I can't remember. There's something else that this made me think of. I can't remember what it was. Should we talk about our recipes? Yeah, let's talk about our recipes. Because I've seen your... I have not made mine yet. But I saw yours on Instagram. So tell us, <laughs> tell us about yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so Ever After High. <laughs> so Ever After High. Which I was telling you earlier. I can't believe how much I like this stupid show. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought, I'm like, oh, this is going to be bubbly. Have you seen the winter one? Yeah. The, the, yeah. I have I have not. I've not watched any since we watched it for the podcast, but it was adorable and I liked it, so I'm not Well, because gonna... the winter one also alludes to the Snow Queen. Ah. Because Crystal, Crystal Winter's father gets, and the mom, they get their vision skewed. Hmm. Five mirrors to see it, see everything. But yeah, yep. 
Okay, yeah, they I use like the it. Powder. See, this like bubbly, use the this bubbly kid show takes like yeah, super details from you know like the original fairy tales. So cool. All right. Yeah. Anyway, what did you? So make? they have something in Ever After High called Princess and Pea Butter Sandwiches, <laughs> and I think the first time I saw reference to that was in the books by Shannon Hale, the Ever After High books. Um, but also they're in the web, it's mentioned in the webisodes and officially uh, so like on the website I guess back in 2013 or something they had like, you could find these hidden like cards like digital cards on the website um, and uh, there was one for the Castleteria, the cafeteria <laughs> and it said that the so officially, the favorite or the most popular lunch item in the cafeteria is princess and pea butter sandwiches. Anyway, so <laughs> so that's been like in my mind for a long time. But then when we were like, oh, Hans Christian Andersen's like, oh, princess of the pea, <laughs> like it's in the pea butter sandwiches. So this is an ode to Hans Christian Andersen and Ever After High. <laughs> but okay, so. Yeah, I I tried. Um, so there's butter, and then there's butter. So, like, <laughs> peanut butter is not actually butter, but, like, so there are things, spreadable things that we call butter that aren't actually butter. So at first, I was going to try to do it like that. Like, not having anything to do with butter, but it's a spreadable thing, right, and we right. call it butter. But... So I tried something, and it didn't really work out. I was like, meh. And then I... But I've made butter before, like actual butter, and it's easy peasy. Um, and I like it. Like, I think it tastes really good. Um, and so... I mean, just homemade butter, not like my homemade butter. It tastes really good. <laughs> anyway, so then I just incorporated... So I made... So you just get heavy whipping cream. You beat the heck out of it until it separates from the solids and then the liquid so you get like buttermilk basically so anyway but you don't want the buttermilk you just want the solid part the animal fats <laughs> anyway so you get your butter um and then i then you just like food process peas like i used frozen peas so frozen or fresh peas you food process them until they're like super fine like powdery or uh mushy and then um, just beat it in with the uh, butter uh, and then drain it, strain it and drain it in like a cheesecloth uh, and then put it back in the bowl and then beat it with uh, some honey and some salt. Oh, nice. So it's super, yeah, I wanted to keep it like really minimal ingredients. Like No, really it sounds perfect. I mean, yeah, you just put like peas instead of peanuts basically, you know, and then just season mm -hmm. it. Yeah, no, it sounds great. But it's interesting because you really could do it many ways. Like you could, um, like dehydrate the peas. Like if you got fresh peas and then put them on a, in the oven on low and just like yeah, like dry them out, roasted them, yeah, and then powdered them up. Like um, yeah, like if they up. were more like a nut or a legume. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, like because I guess there is, there are brown peas mm -hmm. and they make pea butter. Right. Like, I guess there's some or company that actually does that. Or even if you just, like, split that. peas or something. I wonder if you could just grind them into, mm -hmm. like, some kind of... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then, like, add that powder or something, like, to the butter. Or not even do butter, but do it as if it's hummus. Like, yeah. Like, as if you're making hummus. Yeah. So there are many ways that you could do it. Right, but this right. is the way that I've 
no, sound you're, enjoyable. Your waist sounds great, <laughs> and it looked so good, like on on the Instagram, like your little you spread it over the toast and have like a little decoration. Oh yeah, and the little cheese crown. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I like. I really liked how it turned out. Yeah. Um, very simple and yeah, and light. Like I just wanted it to be something light. Yeah, I like that. Um, that's so creative though, because like who would think to do that? But yeah, that, that's <laughs> pretty cool. And so you could do to, savory or sweet. Mine was, yeah. like, a little more sweet No, I like that, because peas are, yeah. like, sweet to begin with, you know, so they kind of lean that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> so, I want to know about yours. What oh. is it that you're going to make? Okay. Well, I have a long story. I haven't made one yet. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I know. I'm so bad about this. Okay. But, like, on the weekend. Okay. So, you know how I like to go regional. Yeah. So, I was looking up Danish recipes. So, you know, Hans Christian Andersen, our friend, is Danish. Um, but not only that, but, like, I've had this idea in my head for a long time. Like, okay, like, two years ago, I started planning, like, fairy tale menus. And I was, like, like planning them around the calendar. And so I've got this whole, like, I, I like to make spreadsheets and then, like, do nothing with them. So that's kind of my thing. Um, but, like, I had, I had some ideas. Um, but I wanted to do, like, a Little Mermaid menu. But I wanted it to be, like, like seafood, but Danish, but kind of whimsical at the same time. So I was kind of planning stuff for it. So I have some, like, ideas bubbling around in my head, but they have not come to fruition yet. But anyway, like, so for this, I'm like, okay, I need to come up with something specific. So I started looking up, like, you know, Danish seafood recipes. And there's a lot, of course, because, I mean, they're right by the sea. They're kind of an archipelago. Not just really. get a codfish yeah, and ride on it. They're a peninsula. I don't know, like, one of those geography terms. Yeah, like, up in Scandinavia. Um, so, yeah, so they've got, like, fish soup fish cakes, but the one I settled on that I want to make is fish balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which cra- what? Which cracked me up for a couple reasons. <laughs> so, okay, like, another tangent. Sorry, I'm just gonna go off on, like, food tangents. Do it. Okay. I go off on tangents so often. Right, Please right. do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna tangent. So, um, there's um, the most famous, uh, like, the most famous cookbook in Pakistan is called the Dada Cookbook. So, I acquired a copy of this. There's, like, several editions, but I got, like, the gold edition. I don't know what that means. So, it's mostly Pakistani recipes, but there's, like, a couple sections for European, Asian, which means, like, like Chinese recipes, I guess, and then, like, American recipes. So, in the American section, (laughs) it was, like, cracking me up, because it's all, like, I I, should have looked at this beforehand, but it's all, like, stuff that is, like, straight out of the 60s. Um, like, stuff we would never cook now. Like, whatever. So it's, like, their perception of American food. But, like, one of the things was fish balls with cheese sauce. (laughs) I'm like, I've never eaten that in my life. I would never consider that American. Like, what are you talking about? So, like, I just had this as a joke in my head for a while. But then I was, like, looking up Danish recipes and I was like, fish balls! (laughs) Yes! So, I'm like, okay, I'm making this now. Cause like, they strike again. Exactly. I'm like, okay, once they reemerge, I'll give them a, you know, second, second glance. So, anyway. I mean, so basically, it's, it's just kind of like a hush puppy with fish in it. You know, like, it's, it's like a white fish, such as cod, like, just cut up, seasoned lightly, um, mixed with, like, flour. You can use um, potato flour to make it really crispy. I'm going to try to acquire some potato flour. I think they have that at Asian markets. Um, And then just like make a ball of it and fry it, you know. 
And so you can either use it um, as an appetizer and make like a dip for it, or you can use it in mock turtle soup, which we've talked about before on this podcast. What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a, everything comes around. Kind of like a meatball. <laughs> I know. I, I, exactly. I was like, okay, Scandinavian, we can like dip into our Pippi episode. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my plan. Like it's very, it's very simple, and almost reminded me of the um, like the codfish um, puddings I made for um, Peter Pan. Oh my gosh! Yeah. We've like mentioned so many. We've like alluded to so many. I know. Yeah, we've done this for one. two years. There's basically nothing else. Like we really need to get into like more Asian and African stuff because like we've done too much like <laughs> European stuff. It's all the same. It's all the same. So anyway, but like yeah. Um, that, that's the plan. Like, it's, it's very simple, but it seems pretty tasty, and I'll try to make, like, a, a you know, kind of cool Scandinavian-type sauce for it. So, that's that's the plan, but I'm saving it for the weekend. And so, fish balls, fish balls. is something <laughs> so, that Hans yeah. Christian Andersen probably had. Probably. And, and enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We see. <laughs> they probably ate it in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... That reminded me, um, actually, I don't know what reminded me of it, but, um, museum, um, Hans Christian Andersen Museum, if any of you live in California, so I've been there twice, it's in Solvang, it's very small, Oh wait, but it's... Isn't there, like, a, like, a statue of the Little Mermaid in some bay in, like, San Francisco or something like that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe oh, there's like a mind. tiny statue in Solvang. Well, I was asking but, um, you because you lived in Northern California. I was like, maybe you know, but like, I, I feel like there's. Oh no, okay. I don't. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been, but I've been to Solvang. But so Solvang was um, settled by Danes, by Danish mm. people, um, and so it's it's like a little Danish slash Scandinavian town. But it's like it's tourist, um, but it's but it's also quaint. Like it's a neat little place, um, with the foods and stuff. Um, but they have a there's a bookstore, like an old bookstore, and then if you go upstairs, there's a, a museum area for Hans Christian Andersen. And apparently they have cool things. But like it's the kind of <laughs> I know that doesn't sound good. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the it's like very. Small and no, so... No, that sounds delightful. I love those little museums yeah. that are, like, very specific. Yeah. No, that sounds So cool. they do have yeah. some cool things to see. Um, but, I, but I think maybe there were more things that might have been tucked away. I'm not sure. But, yeah. But it's a neat place. And they have a huge, like, a big statue bust, um, like, outside at one of the parks. Um, of Hans Christian Andersen. Nice. And his, and his top hat. <laughs> anyway, go there and get some able skeevers. <laughs> um, yeah, and you mentioned the fairy tale dinners. I'm too far away to reach my iPad, but now I'm curious to see because I because I have because years ago I made lists of like I know like fairy tale dinner. Pre- can this, I this, I'm gonna can I reach over there really quick oh, and like go grab for it? Go for it. You can like, like edit this out. And no, stuff. no, no. <laughs> like this is one of when we first started talking. Like a couple years ago, like this is one of the first things we talked about. I, I didn't realize that you ha- ha also had. I did, yeah, because I remember plan, I, like write ups and stuff. Yeah, lists. you were planning stuff, and I was also planning stuff because, like, I think this is one of the reasons we bonded. <laughs> so so like, we do need to create. Yeah, and like we need to create an ebook and sell it for ninety nine cents. Right. No, 
No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is the plan okay, if we ever get around to it. I can barely get around to this podcast. But... Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go grab my. Go grab but no, it. no, that's that's too visual a plan. Okay, it was just out of reach, so I had to okay. <laughs> take off the headphones. Okay, so what fairy tale minis do you have planned? Yeah, let's see. I haven't like looked at this in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I have a spreadsheet on my um on my desktop. Oh, Danish food. I have an edgy. Oh, <laughs> all I have under Danish food is open faced sandwiches, <laughs> which you made <laughs> with your princess. Which I did make your princess yeah. peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> so okay, done. <laughs> Check. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> oh, the steadfast tin soldier. Oh, right. We didn't talk about the tin soldier who melts to death. Oh, my gosh. Another, and that was one of the Fantasia. Happy, another happy ending. Yeah. Wasn't that Fantasia 2000? Mm. They did an animation for that. I don't remember. So, fish, because he gets eaten by... Right. <laughs> he gets swallowed by a fish, and then the fish gets caught, and then taken to the house that he originated from, and then cut open, and then he's... <laughs> so, he makes it home, only to die. <laughs> Via the belly of a fish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. These and stories. Then, yeah, so fish for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make fish. Oh my gosh. Princess <laughs> in the pea. Yeah. Pea soup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the little match girl. You have to have goose. Oh. Was stuffed with apples and, um, and yeah, yeah. yeah. The ugly duckling. Oh no! You have to. <laughs> Bread and duck. No! <laughs> Okay, you, you can't cook the... Some people eat swan, too. The queen, doesn't the queen? I know, yes. You're right about that. Yeah. And then... Well, Chinese food for the nightingale. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ooh. so you had a bunch of ideas for these. Wow. Sand okay. dollar cookies. For the Little, little mermaid. mermaid. Yeah. Like Do you know it. another story that I didn't real? I th I think this was very much inspired by like Grimm and stuff. But um, Anderson also did uh, the Wild Swans. I mean the Wild. Wait, was it the Swan? The Wild. It's the one about the twelve siblings. Oh, and that was the the one sister. Yes. Yeah, and she had to we weave the thistle sweaters for them. That was also Hans Christian Andersen, but there are many different versions of that. I, yeah, and wasn't that made into, like, one of those weird, like, not Disney 90s movies <laughs> animated? Oh, are you thinking of the Swan Princess? Yeah. Oh, was that it, more well, like... there's that. That's the ballet. The, okay. the Swan Princess. That was more like that. But no, there's one, the, the, the Wild Swans that... Um... I know the, I know the story, but, like, yeah, it's been yeah. a while, so... Anyway, I don't know why I just thought of that. But yeah. Yeah. So. That. <laughs> nice. Well, I like that you have, yeah, fairy tale minis. Uh, I know. Land for the future. And yes. All right. Great minds. Kickstart it or something. No. I'm just I know. Okay. We'll talk about this offline because I, I, I think we've got some plans. So. Yeah. Anyway. Don't steal our ideas, anybody. That's right. But, but you can edit all of that out. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to do. I didn't really episode. contribute. I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, 
But yeah, that's Hans Christian Anderson. I think we can wrap it up. We'll put. <laughs> I feel like we need to go. Bum, bum. I know. <laughs> I don't know how much of this episode is going to make it, but we'll see. Um, yeah, you can find uh, our recipes once we actually make them <laughs> at our website, fictionkitchenpodcast.com. And you can find us online at FK Pod for Twitter and Fiction Kitchen Podcast on Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. And thanks so much for listening. Remember, being born in a duckyard does not matter if only you are hatched from a swan's egg. <laughs>